It's Cookie Lab. Hi, and welcome to Cookie Lab. I'm Jill. And I'm Chris. And we're here in the lab this week debunking myths. We are like the myth Mythbusters this busters week? of the cookie world through awesome. science. That's the only way to debunk a myth. It, it is so exciting. Uh, we're going to blow up some cookies and we're gonna we're gonna smash them into each other. In our particle collider, yeah, the, uh, we have, I, we're so well funded here in the lab. My particle collider is called my mouth. <laughs> <laughs> so let's get right into it. This week we are bringing to you the two hundred and fifty dollar Neiman Marcus oatmeal chocolate chip cookie. What now? Are you saying if I went shopping at Neiman Marcus, I'd have to pay two hundred and fifty dollars for one of these cookies? But you just gave me one for the podcast. No, I am saying that in 1996, an email started to be dispersed that said a mother and daughter had gone to the Nemus Marcus Cafe in Dallas. Have you ever been to a Neiman Marcus? I think there is a Neiman Marcus in the fancy shopping mall where my mom lives. So, yes, I believe I have been to Neiman Marcus. And some of them apparently have cafes in them, like up at the top. Okay. Does that make sense? Sure. Well, they decided to have a small dessert. And the letter goes on to say that they tried the Neiman Marcus cookie. And they loved it so much that they asked if they could have it have the recipe Mm -hmm. could they buy it and the waitress said yes it's 250 and so she said just add it to my bill and then Mm -hmm. later she received her visa statement from neiman marcus and it had a 20 dollars scarf on it Mm 9.95 for two salads and okay i already don't believe the story because it, those things would cost well maybe not 1996 sure, yeah okay right? and 250 dollars for the recipe what so the woman was upset and being a david versus goliath kind of person she was going to stick it to the neiman marcus conglomerate And she decided to make her email go viral and have everybody she knew send the recipe to one another so that she got her $250 worth of fun. So back then, like, we didn't even have a word for viral. Do you really think she set out to do this? Well, that's that's the rumor. And, you know, I think around 1996, I got my hands on... A copy like I had a printed copy of this email so you were actually part of this uh, this historic happening I believe I was yeah and it made the recipe made like 
a hundred cookies. It was it was this very very it was very for their cafe large yeah. volume and and they were good 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 cookies. So I decided let's try this recipe, but let's pare it down so that we don't have to eat a hundred of them. Uh, maybe we could just oh. make <laughs> make twenty five or twenty four okay. and and see and see how they hold up. So it's your basic cookie recipe of... uh, Does it fit the ratio? Two cups of butter, four cups of some type of flour, two cups of sugar. Yep. So it's it's right in there, except it includes oatmeal. And and since all of our cookies are gluten-free, we use use gluten-free oats uh, and gluten-free flour uh, and just substitute those in. But... Mm -hmm. So there's another experiment that I would like to try with these cookies, and that is okay. You 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 food process the oatmeal, the dry oatmeal. You don't make you don't make oatmeal with water. You just take the but and you also don't just take the the oats and pour them in the bowl. You have to make them right finer. You have to make them into flour, into oat flour. Now Mm -hmm. I have oat flour, Jill. In my kitchen. Right. Nowadays, you can go to the store and get almond flour and yep. all kinds, whatever you want flour. I use oat flour in my baking all the time of breads and pancakes and things like that. And I'm wondering if I could have just substituted the oat flour for the oatmeal. Because really what you're trying to get is that oaty taste into the cookies. So are you saying that I need to not eat this cookie today and wait until you've made him with oat? flour and then compare well we might come back because i want to eat the cookie today we have uh, i want to eat the cookie almost immediately we have so much to do here on cookie lab we have uh we have more peanut butter cookies to try we have uh other oatmeal cookies to try so we're just you know this is season one we are just skimming the surface of the cookie world i'm just saying i want to eat the cookie okay let's eat this cookie and see what we get. Are you ready? I'm ready. Eat away. Crispy on the outside. It's a nice golden cookie. Kind of rough from the It's not like meal. an oatmeal raisin cookie because the oatmeal, you ground it up so much, I can't, I wouldn't have been able to tell you that was oatmeal. But you can get a little aftertaste of oats that nutty-ish, oaty-ish taste. You get a little crunch from the granulated sugar in it. It is a, it's crispy on the outside and yet it's kind of pliable on the inside. It's kind of thin. There's not much, uh, not much inside. It's not, it, yeah. So I remember this cookie being a lot fatter, mm-hmm. a little cakier. That's one of the reasons I want to retry this cookie. The recipe that we put up is a modified version of the $250 recipe. How is it modified? It doesn't make 100 cookies. Oh, okay. Well, that's just scaling. It's a scale down. But what's cool about this is that there's also chopped up chocolate in it. There's chocolate chips and chopped up chocolate bar. So mm. you get the chocolate chips... And you get little flecks of chocolate throughout it, and then a kind of a chocolate taste throughout the whole cookie. It doesn't taste like a chocolate chip cookie at all. I can see like a chip, and then I can also see like a dark little fleck. Yeah, it's a good, it's a good hearty cookie. It will serve your sweet tooth. It is not the most spectacular cookie that we've made. 
It is a, uh, I think it's a working man's cookie. Uh-huh. A working man? I don't think of working man and Neiman Marcus in the same sentence. <laughs> well. You know what? Here we go. Are you ready? Are you ready for the debunking and then some science? Yeah, yeah. Let's hear it. Well, first I'll give you the science. This cookie, as me, as all, almost all cookie recipes, say your eggs need to be what? Room temperature. Room temperature. Yeah. Have you ever wondered why? Um, no, I don't have time for that. I just assume I know what they're talking about. <laughs> Well, I wonder. I I I ask myself. I say, Chris, why does this egg have to be strapped to your belly to bring it to room temperature? <laughs> and so, eggs, butters, milks—they mm. can be combined to form emulsions. Emulsion. Yes, a scientific thing called an emulsion. And that's like, I feel sad or I feel angry. No, that's an emotion. To emulsify means to combine two liquids that do not normally combine easily together, like oil and water. Okay. Milk is always an emulsion because it has water in it and it has milk fats. And then the cows magically combine it. It's an emulsion? It's an emulsion. And so egg yolks and egg whites don't normally combine. No, otherwise they would all be one thing when you crack the egg. Right. Uh, And they have totally different purposes for the chicken, for the chicken embryo. The yolks are the food. They're 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 you know they're all fat and protein. when I was a kid I thought the yolk was the embryo because it was yellow like a baby chick. Mm. It's the food. It's the food for the embryo, mm-hmm. which is so tiny you can't even see it. Right. Then what's the white? The egg white is basically water. It's the water for the that the embryo is going to drink. Oh, to keep him keep her hydrated. Yeah, exactly. So, in order to combine those when we when we whisk them, we are we are using some energy and we are making an emulsion. And we want that to happen because emulsions are fantastic at trapping air, which we would need if we wanted the cookie to have any kind of sponginess at all. Yes. The warmer the egg yolk and egg white are, the easier they are to combine. Mm-hmm. The colder okay. they are, so the less they are. That's why want the recipe combine. stipulates that the egg should be room temperature. Right. And and they also c- trap more air the warmer that they are. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. when the cookie batter is placed in a hot oven, the trapped air in the batter expands when heated, resulting in cookies that are fluffier, softer. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So that's the simple answer. So that makes sense. Yeah. Now you're going to debunk it? Now! <laughs> Did you know <laughs> that the Neiman Marcus cookie $250 recipe is probably in the category of the golden oldies of urban legends? Oh. So I did some research and I found a 1948 cookbook, Massachusetts Cooking Rules, Old and New. They list a fudge recipe. For $25. that uh, It's called the $25 fudge cake. And it says... That sounds good. A friend had to pay $25 for this recipe from a chef on one of the railroads. 
So you're thinking that the whole Neiman Marcus email thing is a reboot of this old kind of con. Well, yeah, because in the in the 60s, the tale mutated to the villainization of the New York's famed Waldorf Astoria Hotel oh. over a dessert known as the Red Velvet Cake. And a woman mm. was given a bill for $350 that her lawyer assured her she had to pay. and her pay- Because she had asked for the recipe? Yep. Her way of getting even was to distribute the recipe far and wide. And then in the 70s, the legend shifted to Mrs. Fields and the chocolate chip cookie. Okay. And it went so far as to Mrs. Fields herself, Debbie, writing a, a letter in a, in a newspaper uh, that says the Mrs. Fields recipe has never been sold. This is a rumor circulating that the Mrs. Okay. Fields cookie was sold to a woman for the cost of $250. The story's mm-hmm. not true. This is not my recipe, and I have not sold the recipe to anyone. The Mrs. Fields recipe mm. is a delicious trade secret okay so in the 1990s it shifted yet again to neiman marcus who is out there architecting this like such a wholesome sounding like uplifting stick it to the man the cookie man i it just i just feel like if there's there's somebody out there trying to stir something up why are they why are they choosing overpriced cookie recipes? <laughs> well, it's the classic David and Goliath's story, right? It's the little guy smacking the big heartless I corporation. Mean, and Chris, if you were going to do this, like wouldn't you change it enough so that it wasn't I mean, it's always a, it's always a dessert, it's you always know what a I mean? dessert. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, come on, come on fraudsters. Well, what's even worse is that at the time, in 1996, Neiman Marcus did not have a Neiman Marcus cookie. <laughs> oh. Neiman Marcus. Come on, fraudsters, do your research. Developed a oatmeal chocolate chip cookie in response to the rumor. <laughs> okay. <laughs> And also, there is... Totally debunked. Well done, Chris. Well done. There is not, and there never was, a Neiman Marcus Cafe at any of the chain's three Dallas area stores. So it's totally made up. Totally made up. So there you go. So so perhaps it had to do with shifting names. So the legend was briefly told for the department store Marshall Fields. Okay. And then Mrs. Fields to Marshall Fields, right? And then Marshall mm-hmm. Fields to Neiman Marcus. So oh. I think it was also a It's like a game of telephone. Game of telephone. Yeah. So here on Cookie Lab, we've taken you from the science of emulsions to the debunking of the emotional story of the Neiman Marcus cookie. And now you can eat your Neiman Marcus cookie in peace, knowing that nobody was ever charged $250. And this just delicious recipe has been passed on from person to person to person. This this has been an eye-opening and enriching podcast. Thank you. Thank you. So next time... We are going to be celebrating another holiday, Jill. 
We love holidays, Chris. We do. It will be what? Uh, April Fool's Day? I think you got a couple more in between now and then. Oh, excellent. The Ides of March. That's right. I'll be making my famous uh, stab Caesar, Caesar cookie. cookie. <laughs> I will stencil et tu brute on the top of very the cookie. Good, very good. Uh, no, it's it's St. Patrick's Day, so I can't wait to see what we whip up for St. Patrick's Day. It's going to be good. Until then, I'm going to continue eating this oatmeal chocolate chip cookie. And I want you, Jill, to keep your paws off my cookie. Well, you're going to have to keep your paws off my cookies just the same. All right. See you next week. Bye. It's Cookie Lab.